Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feeling good? It's Skyline Time. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. There we go. Welcome in. Cincy 360. What is it? Tuesday? It's Tuesday edition. ESPN fifteen thirty Cincinnati Sports Tuesday, Station. Tony. It is fat. Hey Alexa, what's going on? What is going on? <laughs> there we are. That's a great start to the month of March. <laughs> fat Tuesday, Cincy three hundred and sixty. We are a service of our good friends at Skyline Chili. Where anytime you're feeling good and hungry, I can assure you, it's always Skyline time. Plenty on the docket today. Even though I didn't do a pre-show video today. Shocker. Didn't do one today. We're just swamped with pre-show meetings. So much that happened over the course of the last few hours in this office. But we do have a show for you today. Over the course of the next two hours, we will talk about what to expect this week at the NFL Combine. The Cincinnati Bearcats, the Kentucky Wildcats, both in action tonight on the hardwood. Xavier in a huge matchup against St. John's tomorrow night. Cincinnati Bearcat football spring ball is upon us. We will preview the Cincinnati Bearcats. We'll get the latest from Major League Baseball. We've got a lot to do in the next two hours. I think I know why you didn't make a pre-show video. Why is that? Because you are wearing a University of Kentucky quarter zip. Mm -hmm. And I, I think maybe you're kind of afraid of... No, of the way people come after me. No, if if anyone is rooting if, for you know for Kentucky to to do well, if anyone has followed along over the course of of what I've done here on the radio, I've been very open that I've always been a Kentucky basketball fan growing up. Sure. Uh, my grandpa on my father's sure, side sure. is a diehard Kentucky fan. Mm-hmm. My uh, my grandpa on my mother's side right. is a diehard Bearcat fan. So I right. grew up both. Um, so I do enjoy. Kentucky basketball. I've I've never ran away from that. Today, uh, I decided to wear some Kentucky blue okay. because I thought it goes well with the picture that I have on my background today, which it is has you. Nothing to do with you being a front runner because no. UC's not any good and Xavier's not no, any good. Not at all. Best team in Kentucky might be in Highland Heights. I thought it went well with my background today, which is you celebrating a little <laughs> bit of Mardi Gras. That is not me. That is your face. <laughs> that is not my face. <laughs> that is your face. <laughs> celebrating a little Mardi Gras tonight. We got to stop doing this until we get the actual video. Up. What would you rather have, that or the picture that was up there yesterday? I'd rather have the one that's up there now. All right, because tonight you're you're taking part of something going on in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and share? Because it's a benefit. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's the, helping. Yeah, it's the Mardi Gras for homeless children. There we go. It's, uh, at the I think it's at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. It helps out the Bethany House. There's like three three different charities that that uh, are benefiting from this. Okay. Our buddy Scott Sloan mm. is the um, he's the king. Is that what they call it? The king. Sheila Gray, Sydney, Ohio, is the queen. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, former Bengal, is the grand marshal. Okay. Uh, so there's beans. Is there a jester? I don't know if there's a jester, but if you show up, you might you, have to. You might not know yet. 
but you are the jester tonight. I better not be the jester. <laughs> I am breaking. I am breaking that news to lately. you right now that you will be the grand jester tonight. I've had far too many surprises lately. I don't need. Let me just tell you this: be prepared to get on a mic. Well, I'm prepared to do that all the time. All right. So that's right. not a problem. How by about way, we? Uh, yeah. No, just go on. No, please. please. By the way, no. by the way, that's nope. a that's a great great lead in. By the way, what? Nope. About our starting five today. Do you want to do that? That's what we do on this it's show. It's crazy. We had all these pre-show me- meetings, all these meetings this morning between you and I and, and several other people within mm-hmm. the office. Not once was a, uh, what, what do you call this, a starting five. Not yeah. once was that discussed. Well, we do have a game today, right? We do have a game today. Just a good old-fashioned game of Would You Rather. It's called Would You Rather. I've been, now, I've been, It's it's been made clear to me that I grammatically butchered uh, my tweet. Which is crazy because usually it's myself that's grammatically right. butchering and I, things. I screwed it up and, and you know, it's full, you know, hand up, hand up. I, I messed this one up. I used today apostrophe S. That's incorrect. Um, I, I don't know where, where else I messed up. Maybe I shouldn't have said submit your questions to Tony Pike and I. Yeah. Maybe I should have said Tony Pike and myself. That's where you messed it. Myself and Tony Pike. Either way. Mm-hmm. The point got across to folks okay. and, and people have have submitted some questions. I have a list of about 11 for you. Would you rathers? That'll be in segment two today. That'll be in segment two today. Great. great. We have um, Mo Egger, Quick Hits, Locks of the Night. We Mo have Egger, Box of yes. Chocolates. We have plenty to get to today. We have already confirmed for tomorrow's show, Bobby Nightingale Jr. Love it. Cincinnati Inquirer will update us because baseball is all of a sudden trending in the right direction. Speaking very of baseball trending in a certain direction, cowardly cousin Connor. Yeah. Is he going to show up today? Not sure if he's going to call in or not. I've heard that there's a possibility that cowardly cousin Connor calls in I mean, the dude, to Cincy 360 in segment two. The dude doesn't do anything. He yeah. just sits around the pool right. and talks on the phone all day. Yep. Why can't he call us? Well, we're going to see today if he calls in in hour number two. He better. Speaking of seeing different things, did you happen to catch Ja Morant last night? Uh, I saw everything. Is Ja, ja Morant. Morant the most, and I, I can't say underrated because people talk about him a lot. But when we talk about the greats in this game and we talk about top five and top ten list, how close is Ja Morant to being on that list or being one of the next kind of flag bearers for the National Basketball Association? He's insane right now. Like Everything he does, he's doing it well. He had 52 last night, set a Grizzlies record, I believe. Yeah. He had an unbelievable dunk, which he walked like he walked through the sky yes. and dunked on somebody. There was a, a floor-length inbound that he caught in midair, shot as he's falling away, cashes it to end the first half. John Morant is unbelievable. Not only that, that's a really fun basketball team. They are. They're yeah. young, and I don't know if a lot of people realize, in the Western Conference, they're third right now. Yeah. Memphis is, Memphis is like such a, I feel like a slept-on, disrespected NBA city. Yep. Because they really haven't had much to root for. But, I mean, the turnaround that organization has had since John Morant came – Remarkable. Unbelievable. Remarkable. Andy Mack. Good to see what uh, John Morant's doing. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, the NBA continues to uh, to strengthen kind of their grip right now, along with college basketball, while baseball waits. Now, you alluded to what's going on with Major League Baseball. Yesterday was supposed to be the deadline. The two sides spoke deep into the night last night, and now they've extended the deadline today. And while 
there's still a part on different things. It does at least feel like there's things moving in the right direction. Yeah, it certainly feels like it's moving in the right direction and moving in the in that direction quickly. I mean, they stayed up, I think, until 2 o'clock last night. Uh, they reconvened, I think, about an hour ago, and they moved that deadline back to 5 o'clock. And a lot of people that, that are within you know and, and know these talks say that there is a decent chance it gets taken care of. And I actually haven't told you this because wow. we've been bogged down on, on meetings, but I have some audio from Jeff Passan. Mm. of ESPN we're talking about how the the luxury tax is really the final sticking point in this situation the players have gotten the owners to move their way quite for, quite a lot the big thing and a, a lot of that i think has to do with the 14 team playoff it also though feels like there's a lot more national pressure yeah you mentioned jeff jeff passan wrote a very very big piece yesterday kind of crushing the owners yeah Siding with the players. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of people out there that are in this this avenue of, well, you know, I'm kind of down the middle with this like we are on this show. It feels like a lot of people understand the owners need to get their stuff together right now. Yeah, it feels like they, they might finally start to understand a little bit how they would be viewed on the wrong side of history with all of this. I mean, they already have been the last several years, and to continue that in today's day and age, I think they're starting to understand, yeah, maybe we should uh, – be a little more open-minded here. Yeah. I mean, it. it's time to get this figured out. And if things get done today, that means opening day still happens. Correctamundo, senor. That would mean that baseball would be played this month. How about that? March is a big month. Return of baseball. There's big birthdays in March. A lot of people in in, in the uh, the world have, have... Birthdays? Huge birthdays in the month of March. Yeah. Speaking of, birthdays. speaking of, Jamar Chase, happy birthday to Jamar Chase. Happy birthday, Jamar. Happy birthday. There was somebody else that Best had a birthday rookie today. wide receiver season ever. Mm. Happy birthday, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase had a birthday today. Shout out my guy, Jack Fiesel. What can Jamar birthday. Chase do to improve his game? Because remember when Justin Jefferson did all this and people thought, well, he's going to have a little regression? Sure. Justin Jefferson had another great season. What can Jamar Chase do to capitalize on a great rookie season and, and push that into year two? I think it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with Zach Taylor and with the Bengals uh, coaching staff a little bit as to how can they take Jamar Chase in his present form and turn him into Debo Samuel, right? I think that's an interesting— More touches? More touches, finding more creative Unique ways, ways to, to get, get him the ball. Yeah, so maybe that's the next development in his game is you know those sweeps and putting him in the backfield more. We saw a little bit of that this year. Um, and, and in the slot situations as well. I think that's an interesting part that uh, the, the team could develop offensively. Because it's very hard over the course of a season. Sometimes when team ha- teams have bye weeks, they're able to do this. But once the regular season is over, every other NFL team is doing the same thing now. You're going through and you're developing game plans and strategies against teams, against coaches, and against certain players. And for the greatness of Jamar Chase last year, a lot of teams that played Jamar Chase would get three or four days to prepare for Jamar Chase. Now you get off-seasons to say, okay, where's his strengths? Where's his weaknesses? Where can we attack a certain player? And for that player, much like Joe Burrow did last year, remember Joe Burrow is going into the the, the off-season, he's having the, the reconstructive knee surgery, and Joe Burrow's talking about, I want to get better pushing the ball down the field. I want to get better in these areas. You're going to self-scout yourself, but others are going to scout you as well. So the work for Jamar Chase is just starting because other teams are 
are now getting into a position where they're going to challenge him in different ways. Much like Justin Jefferson did, Jamar Chase is going to be faced with that same task over the course of this offseason. How much stock, Austin, are you buying into what Pac-Man Jones is selling with Solomon Wilcox? I will tell you right now that anything Pac-Man Jones is selling, I am not interested. I love asking you Pac-Man Jones questions because you love them. In in multiple ways. Number one, I, I just because of the legal ramifications, knowing Pac-Man, I don't want to buy anything he's selling. Uh, secondly, I don't think Pac-Man is a very bright individual, and I don't think anybody should listen to anything he says. I love asking you Pac-Man Jones questions because you, you, you just don't hold back. Can you explain to me one reason why I should care what Pac-Man Jones says? Well, Pac-Man Jones said... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That the Bengals are essentially getting a deal done with Ryan Jensen at this point. Yeah. So the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, legal former Baltimore ta- Raven. Legal tampering happens in what, three weeks? Yeah. So anything that, you know, if Pac-Man is really breaking some news here, number one, he's outing the organization which he claims to love for breaking the NFL rules. Uh, and number two... I have no reason to believe that any of that is true. My question is, what member of the Bengals organization would think that it is best a problem. to confide in Pac-Man Jones a deal that they were trying to make? Let's play devil's advocate here and say that Pac-Man is 100% accurate in his reporting. Right. Then there needs to be a, a thorough search and investigation <laughs> within the bowels of Paul Brown Stadium to find out who yes. on God's green earth is talking to that guy. Who is releasing information and pertinent information. Pertinent. To, to say the least. Jones. I hope what oh, he said is true. Goodness. Yeah. Now, three years, 39 mil is a lot of money. Yeah. But the center position needs upgraded. Ryan Jensen is a good center. He will improve your offensive line immediately. The interesting part about when you say the center position is that there is no, when you look at pass block win rate among guards in the NFL in 2021, have you seen this statistic yet, Austin? There are zero free agent guards in the top 10 of pass block win rate. Mm. So it might not be as outlandish as to what we thought about of moving Riley Reef and Jonah Williams into guard and attacking the tackle market. And adding a Ryan Jensen would clearly help out a lot of your problems in the middle. By the way, on that list, uh, Quentin Spain, not great. Mm-hmm. on that pass block win rate. Um, one of the better players on that was Brandon Sheriff, who will likely be a free agent with the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was top 10 in pass block win rate in 2020. But Can I ask you a question about yes. offensive line? And and I I know that you are far from a, an all-pro offensive lineman, just like Correct. me. But I was – and have been and will continue to be very critical of Trey Hopkins mm-hmm. in the way that he played this year. How much blame goes on having two bad guards to his right and left? A lot. I mean, you have zero help. You're essentially right. on an island when that happens. And the success that the Bengals were able to have early 
against the Rams were because the interior offensive line was able to help each other. Right? Hopkins no, did a lot of that. I thought Hopkins yeah. played good in the Super Bowl. No one was on an island until the second half when the Rams started walking someone up into the, the A-gap and putting someone over Hopkins, and then there was no double teams. So then you started to see the O-line start to have problems. So they were working together. Trey Hopkins was helping those guards. But the interior of the offensive line was nowhere close to good enough. And with not a lot of elite pass-blocking guards available in free agency, one would think you either look to the trade market or you look to the draft or possibly moving players to different positions, which could be Jonah Williams and which could be Riley Reef. Discount, slide them in, address the tackle positions. Because make no mistake about it, if if I had my choice as a as a former quarterback or someone that watches football, if you could protect Joe Burrow from the middle or protect Joe Burrow from his blind side, which is more important? You got to get the blind side protected first. What he can't see. Joe Burrow's fantastic at moving around and getting out of precarious situations. Not much you can do when it comes from your blind side. That Left tackle, left guard is what I would put the most priority on when it comes to protecting Joe Burrow. Maybe they find that this week. Maybe there's a guy at the combine that stands out to them. The NFL scouting combine is this week. Um, From a workout standpoint, Thursday is tight ends, quarterbacks, wide receivers. Friday, O-line and running backs. Saturday, D-line and linebackers, and then Sunday defensive backs work out. That being said, that is, in all honesty, the easiest part of the combine is the actual field stuff. What goes on from now until those guys hit the field is the stressful stuff. Waking up at 4, 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, being uncomfortable. Um, you teams, think they still do that, even though the, 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 the combine has moved to prime time now? They still wake them up early. Yeah, because they're they're trying to get these players into as many uncomfortable situations as possible. So it it could be something as little as, hey, five a.m. You got to be down here and you got to do your drug test. Mm-hmm. Then you you move on, and then the teams can set up individual meetings with certain players. And you go into these meetings, you're meeting with the brass, you're meeting with owner, GM, OC, head coach. All of those things happen. And you're doing so, and you have so many meetings set up, and then they're doing interviews, and then you got the physicals, where every team in the NFL can choose to say, yep, that that's the guy I want. We're putting him through a physical. You know how tough that is on someone that maybe has had some injuries in the past that go through 15 different physicals or eight different physicals over the course of two days? You've got testing. You've got your your weight you've got your your weigh-ins, you've got the height and weight. There's so much stuff, but it's it's more of a mental grind than it is a physical grind. You're used to doing the physical stuff. These players, since their season ended, have practiced those drills, right? They're not practicing the football type stuff. They are practicing to dominate the drills. That's why some people don't take as much onus into the combine anymore. Yeah. Because for for the last month or more, 
players have been testing themselves to just get past a drill. Not from a football standpoint, but how fast can you run a three-cone shuttle? The technique on the three-cone shuttle. Your start for the 40-yard dash. How to gain a little edge. How to knock off a tenth of a second. It's not football. You know, I, it's measurables. I, I saw an article the other day that's saying the NFL scom- the the NFL scouting combine has kind of uh, surpassed its purpose. Like it's it's run its course, um, and especially with the amount of value that's put into pro days now. That you, that's the thing. The pro days are now more important. Yeah, I was gonna say. So where do you stand on that? I'm with it, but on the pro day, it's different because the pro day you get to run your script. Right. I remember going to UC's Pro Day, my quarterback coach and I that I was training with, we had a script and we practiced it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Every single throw that we were going to make. And then at the end, if they wanted to see you make an extra throw, you do that. But you're doing a scripted set that you practice over and over and over and over again. That is different than just everyday football. Right? That, that's... Again, the combine is more of a mental grind. The physical stuff, you prepare for months in advance. It's just another day. Now, yes, there's a little more added pressure. But, man, the the mental side of what you go through in that, that situation at the combine, the testing, the meetings, the long days, the hours, it's meant to get players uncomfortable and to see how they react in different situations. I'm all for pro days. I love the scripts. But you're not coming in having to 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 go off off base and go off you're doing what you've been practiced to do. Doing what you've been coached to do. That's the most important part. And then you are doing your research, your scouting department. You're reaching out to former coaches, to teammates. I couldn't tell you how many questions I answered about teammates of mine at the University of Cincinnati. What kind of teammate is he? What's he doing in this situation? Coaches. High school coach. They're they're not going to leave anything unturned when it comes to who you're going to take with a draft pick. So it all goes into it. But in in much agreement, the the scouting combine, what do we talk about? Hand size? Talk about if they're a 4-4 or a 4-5? The measurables aren't as important anymore. It's what you can do on the football field, how you can move in different scenarios. When we get back from the break, Tony, and and we'll do our call of the night, brought to you by our friends at Voke Energy, and we'll get into our Would You Rather game. But before that, would you mind, you know, when we come back from the break, sharing your your best combine memory and your worst combine Mm. memory? Is that something maybe you could do? Sure. Should we take this phone call before we do that? It's up to you. Let's get to our phone call. Okay. Jeff. What's happening? Tony, what's going on? How are you? Man, we've been on a roll of bad beats on locks of the night, but last night was one of the worst. I mean, how about just all you need is no overtime. I I, I cashed Syracuse out with like four minutes left in the yep. game. I was like, there's, there's only one way this thing's going to go, and it's not going to be good. And even that, overtime with eight points is a lot. Bad. It, it, it's, a, it's a huge amount. Um Hey, on the on the O line and the combine, can you explain the difference between tackle and guard? I, I never played organized football, and I hear all this stuff about hand placement and pop ability and all that stuff. With, and guys are interchangeable. What is the difference between those two? Well, 
the guard position, you're more looking at what you can do inside of your body and, and the punch that you have. The tackle position, they always talk about arm length because you're on an island a lot of times as a tackle. So size, reach, arm length matter because the defense has a little more freedom as to what they're doing. They have more room to work with. So you normally want those bigger guys with the best footwork at tackle because you can hide some flaws at guard because you have that center next to you, you have the tackle. There's only so many ways and places that a defensive lineman can go. You talk about the punch, that initial hit. You talk about their footwork, um, their reach, because at tackle there's just so much more room to work with. You get speed rush. You get the, uh, the outside rush. There are more options for a defense at tackle, so it is more of a, a technician position as opposed to a guard where a lot of times you're looking at strength, you're looking at the pop, and things of that nature. So the, it, it's, it's very different, but a lot of those differences are why I think Jonah Williams would be suited at guard better for the Cincinnati Bengals. A little undersized, his arms are a little shorter, and I, I just think his mentality and his approach would benefit the Bengals at that left guard position. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That makes sense. Thank you. Uh, You know, over this weekend, we're going to hear all these terms, and I was like, I don't know what any of that stuff means. Yep. Yep, get used to a lot of terms, get used to a lot of measurables that don't mean anything in the end except how can they play on the field. Jeff, thank you, buddy. Thanks, Tony. Have a good one. Yep. You know, Austin, they always say the eye in the sky don't lie. That's the film camera. That's the film camera. The all 22. That's how you evaluate this talent. we got to get to a break, and Mm. Austin wants stories when we come back. We've got a Voke Energy call tonight. We've got a game we've got to get to. So much still to come. We've already won uh, one segment would down. You, would you like to guess what our call of the night is? Is it John Morant? Stick around to find out. Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our friends at Skyline Chili. Hey, Alexa, what's going on in the NFL? Now, Cincy 360 resumes. Brought to you by Safe Auto. Give us three minutes, save up to 25% on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Left corner three for Lonnie Walker off the feed for Primo. Is short, rebound, grabbed by Adams, baseball to Morant. Morant, oh! oh! Good oh! night! End it all right there! Jacopertl has been posterized with a vicious right-handed jam by John Morant. I thought I'd seen it all, and now I've seen more. A seven-footer just got ended at the rim, and it is buzzing in FedEx Forum. I don't know if we need to describe that any better for our Voke Energy Call of the Night brought to you by our friends at Voke Energy. The chewable tablets available in your area, UDF, or visit Voke-Energy.com to learn more. Um, If you're Podal in that situation, Austin, how are you not falling or faking an injury or something? Mm. You can't just take something like that. He took it. Trip, fall, grab your back. I'm reminded of the words of Stacey King many years ago mm. when Derrick Rose posterized a player 
I said, have these dudes not gotten the memo? Yeah. John Morant can go upstairs. Is John Morant the most voked up player in the NBA right now? At the moment, yes. Has to be. I thought I, I got an interesting comparison. My buddy Colin texted me today and said, is John Morant like on Derrick Rose MVP level 2010? Like when Rose was playing out of his mind? Yeah. Like they're very similar players right now. The explosiveness. He's so explosive, so athletic. People forget that that pre-injury bug Derrick oh, Rose. He was unbelievable. You did not want to be a rim. Mm-mm. In the arena when Derrick Rose came to town. You know, tomorrow I might just pull up that Derrick Rose dunk on Goran Dragic just wow. to hear that Stacy King call. Now Goran Dragic is He's not, not a seven footer. seven foot. He's not a seven footer. Holy cow! But Goran Dragic tried to go up there with Derrick Rose. Yeah, it did not end well for Goran. I feel like you always have to be on your game as well as an NBA announcer. Yes, because that 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 can happen at any point. What and I you've want, got to deliver. What I want is yeah, and that was a good call right there by our friends at. If you just give me uh, a second here, <laughs> our friends at 92.9 ESPN oh, Memphis. Oh, yeah, 92.9. 92.9 ESPN Memphis. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just... Walking in Memphis. Sure. Beale Street. Okay. Walking with my feet 10 feet off of Beale. You're going to do what with who? You ever been to Beale Street? I can't say that I have. All to. right, moving on. Okay. Do we get into our game now, or do you want to get into something else? Well, you have to tell us a couple of stories about the Combine. Oh. <sighs> Man, let's see. Your best memory and your worst memory. Best memory was getting ready to take the uh, the Wonderlick test at the Combine. Okay. Where the quarterbacks and the offensive line are getting in there and they've settled into the room. and The Wonderlick test is basically an IQ test? Basically an IQ test. Um, and the great, uh, great Tim Tebow stood up right before the Wonderlick test. Timmy. Tim Tebow. Yeah. And he, he re- you know, kind of says, excuse me. Everyone kind of turns and looks, and he's like, I, if you don't mind, I'd just like, you know, before we get started, I'd like to say a prayer for everyone uh, ahead of the Wonderlick test. Uh, <laughs> he's talking, and someone about four or five rows up, one of the offensive linemen turns around and said, would you just sit down and shut the you-know-what up? <laughs> because at that point, it's early in the morning. <laughs> We've already been through hell. And Tebow's trying to say a prayer, and these guys are like, look, I'm just trying to take this test and get out of here. I don't want to hear any of your stuff. Wow. Tim sat down. Mm-hmm. We did not get that prayer. Mm. Uh, that was probably the best moment. Uh, the worst moment was pretty much everything else about it. Um, <laughs> I, I did run a sub 540, which I wanted to do. Okay. So I, I, I ran what I wanted. I chose not to bench, um, you know, because Tebow was benching and anything other sure. than what he benched was going to look bad. Uh, the part where... You essentially, if you ever seen like a cattle auction, mm-hmm. you know, where they, they go up and they bid on these these pieces of cattle. Right. They essentially put you up in the middle of a room and there's a couple hundred people in the room and you go up there with just your tights on and they you're standing in front of people and someone yells out, turn, and you got to turn to the side and then they tell you to turn again. You got to turn and face the other way. And they're just basically looking at your body. What type of body type do you have? And for me, that wasn't great. Mm-hmm. You know, 6'6", 220, soaking wet, uh, not a lot of meat on the bones, injury questions already. I didn't really enjoy that part of it. And then uh, we did a uh, we did a meeting with uh, Steve Mariucci and Jim Moore, I believe it was. Was this for television? Yes. And in the meeting, they don't really tell you how the meeting's going to go. Now, I do believe it's still out there somewhere online. And I didn't do terrible at it. But you go in there, and they ask you to 
draw up your favorite play from college. Break down your favorite play. Um, break down what the defense, how it's going to attack the defense and these different things. Different and, ways you can beat the defense. And yeah. then Steve Mariucci gets up there and says, let me tell you what my favorite play is. And he draws up this advanced play. It's longly worded. It, it tells you what area of the defense you're attacking. And mm-hmm. at the time, you're just sitting there like, oh, oh, okay, I'm taking this in. Awesome play. I can see why it works. And then they sit back down, and they interview me for like 10 more minutes. They're talking about my family. They're talking about my past, UC. And then at the end, he's like, all right, remember the play I drew up for you? Repeat that play and draw it up for me. And I was like, oh, boy. Because mm. <laughs> it, it had already escaped my mind. <laughs> I had already moved past. You thought you were done. I had already moved past what that play was. I just thought he was... And you know, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Steve Mariucci is a West Coast guy. Yeah. And that offense can be a bit yeah. uh, wordy. I don't know if I got every word correct, but I thought I held my own. Yeah. Now, what I found out I was terrible at was drawing something up on a whiteboard. So can you there's tell an me? Art, there's an art to drawing on the whiteboard. you got to make sure, like, sure. you know where the defense, which gap they're in. A lot, of, a lot of people just go X's and O's. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw random X's like, okay, which no. X is in the A gap? Which X is it, or, or the, you know, yeah. the C gap? What, you know, what what alignment is this defensive end in? If you've ever seen a, like a true football guy draw on a whiteboard, it's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Fast, quick, yep. physical, to the point. Yep. So could you kind of pretend, take us in the huddle with you right now. Oh, right, man. You're in the huddle at UC. Call out your favorite play. Oh, my huddle at UC mm-hmm. was easy because we didn't huddle. <laughs> okay, so you're in the huddle with so at UC me and 78 listeners. Call so, give so us here's the, the call of your favorite play. So here's 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 the hardest difference. Don't look at the wristband. Here's the hardest difference. You go into college, and the only thing I had to communicate in college was the protection to the offensive line. Really? So the coach is signaling in the play. The receivers are looking at the signal of the route they're assignment. running. Running back's getting his assignment. All I'm doing is looking to the play, and as soon as I see the protection, that's what I'm telling the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And then if I need to change protections or something like that or the snap count, everyone else knows what they're doing. You get to the NFL, you're the only one with the play. Right. You're the so only one. That's what I was going to ask. So when you got to the NFL, oh was that gosh. like a huge problem for you? Yes, because – in the NFL, so you break the huddle, and and then it only just begun, right? <laughs> well, yeah. So, so you so you break the huddle, and this is the hard part. And what we're going to do is we're going to play our game at the start of hour number two because, you know, we've we've already surpassed this is, that. This is good radio. Um, here, so sorry, guys. So here's the problem: in the NFL, you call the play in the huddle, and again, it's hard just to. Let's say I call. Um, now take this seriously now. I want you to call a play like you're in the huddle in the NFL. Oh, let's say, you know, red right, jet motion, 62, X go, Z sweep, uh, Y cross, H flat. You're going to have to clean that up a little bit. You're calling something like that. Okay. You know, Can you go th- one more time just faster? No. Okay. So you're calling through something like that. Wow. And basically I'm just at this point making sure I call what was it told to call, mm-hmm. making sure I, I spit it all back out. Then you break the huddle, and my first thought is, what did I just say? <laughs> what did I honestly just call? And at this time now, everyone's lined up at the line of scrimmage. 
First thing I have to do is make sure everyone is lined up in the formation that I just gave. Is the Z receiver lined up where he's supposed to be? Do I have seven guys on the ball? Is the running back on the right side? Do I need to motion the running back in based on what the defense is doing? And then I'm looking at the safeties. Okay, is it one high, two high? It looks like two high safeties, but they're they're a little bit staggered, so maybe that weak side safety is going to roll down. That would be one high. Now I've got to get us into a different thing, but is he really rolling down? Let me check where the linebackers are lined up. And oh, by the way, tick. Yep. Oh, okay, tick. the linebackers are shifted a little bit. Tick. They're probably leaving tick. a little bit of a, a, a spot in tick. for this safety to drop into. Tick. Let me get into a different coverage. And you got to do all that within about probably 8 to 10 seconds Yeah. because and the people, play clock's running down. And Yeah, and people, I don't think a lot of people understand this. I think at 15 seconds in the NFL, the play clock – uh, when the play clock gets to 15 seconds, the headset cuts out. Yeah, you're out done. You don't get to hear anything coach else. Or with the offensive coordinator. So yeah. on top of trying to figure out what I just said, then I got the OC in my ear saying, hey, look out for this. Mm-hmm. Hey, alert this. Watch out for this. It's just that type of stuff, um, and it's just it's, – So did, to, to get back to my, my original question, and I do think everything you just said is really interesting, and I think that's why a lot of college programs and college quarterbacks struggle – at least originally, mm-hmm. when they get into the NFL. Did your favorite play at UC have a name? And if so, can you tell us? Uh, my favorite play at UC was uh, our choice concept out of 2 by 2 I also didn't mind it out of 3 by one How many times? Trips right, 62, choice. Thank you. Very simple at UC. How many times did I have to ask that question for trips right, 62, choice? Well, I'm just, I, was just, I was alluding that I didn't call plays at UC. No, I get like that. In the I huddle. just asked for the name. Yeah. That's all. Um. More if, so because it attacked seams. It gave receivers the option to break a route off. So what was the name of the uh, Pike to Benz play? Uh, so that wasn't even um, the normal play that was in the huddle. We had called a play. We might have called Flood because um, we had a trips formation. Marty Gilliard was was to the trip side, and Marty had had a great second half. And the backside was usually running a slant or a hitch or something like that. The Pike DeBenz play was a check at the line of scrimmage based on what the defense was doing mm. because the safeties had overshifted to Marty's side, the three-by-one side, and left Armand essentially one-on-one backside with press coverage. Mm-hmm. Had it been one-on-one off coverage, I'd have probably just stuck to the three-by-one side. But the fact that they disrespected Armand and myself <laughs> enough to come up and play press coverage allowed me to give a hand signal out to Armand. He gave me, you know, the the nod and then the rest is history but um yeah and the play call that i just randomly spit out for the nfl that was probably one of the shorter play calls you could ever call what i'll see, was, if, I'll see if i could really dive into some of the longer who was ones. your offensive coordinator carolina um it's a great question yeah probably you guys, i know you guys were long. close you know my after my first year was it was uh chazinski oh gosh that chud. took the that took the cleveland job the chud man yeah was uh at ut for a little while yeah so, um, Rob or Rod? Rod. Rod? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. I think it was Rob. Tell my time at Carolina was <laughs> spent with a lot. Um, what was the What was the official style of that offense? Did it have uh, shit, uh, crap? Okay. <laughs> nice save. It's a very nice save. <laughs> Look, we were the worst team in the NFL. We knew we were getting the number one draft pick, and we didn't want to do anything to mess that up. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I should probably stop talking and With get that to being our said, break. Cam Newton stories coming up next. Yeah, uh, Mo Egger, <laughs> when we come back, quick hits, locks of the night, and so much more. And we've got a game show <laughs> to mix into hour number two because, uh, well, we 
we went a little long there. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, service of our friends at Skyline Chili. To get started. Cincy 360 continues on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on ESPN 1530. I hit my mic there. Welcome back. Jimmy back. Cincy 360 ESPN 1530. My job to turn your mic on? Cincinnati Sports Station. Austin, would you say that... Enough, Would you say normally you do or you don't turn my mic on? I don't know. It's like 50-50. Okay. This is Quick Hits. Let's get right into it. Uh, Mo, UC is uh, getting 15 tonight on the road. Yeah. Is there any way, and I know it's college basketball, anything can happen. Is there any way you could see UC winning this game? No. It's it's bad, isn't it? <laughs> no. It's bad. They played, they played at home. It might be the first time that they, I've ever thought going into a game. Lost that, by 22. Yeah, UC's got no chance. I feel that way. Yes, they're playing and the fourteen. They're spiraling team in, the in the wrong the wrong direction. Yeah, the, the the we talked about this a little bit yesterday. The, the way this season has cratered here at the end is disappointing relative to. So the question is, did they just massively overachieve early? And I'm Ooh. not just talking about beating Illinois and Arkansas. I'm talking about the way they played. Did they massively overachieve early, or have they underachieved here late? Yeah. Because I tend to think that the answer is, the the former. I don't think this team was as good as we thought it could be at the beginning of the year. And I never allowed myself to think that this could be an NCAA tournament team. But I thought with the with the, with the, the weakness of the American Athletic Conference right. that they would finish with an above 500 record buy. in the league, get a bye, finish in the top five. And I look at this team now, and I don't know why I thought that. I think this team just drastically overachieved early. And, you know, this is something that you and I have talked about. What do you do next year? Because I know there's a lot of people who want want Wes Miller to just run everybody off and replace pretty much everybody with the three kids they have committed to next year and then a bunch of guys in the transfer portal. You know what player I think of when I think of the transfer portal? Rapalus Ivanowskis. Oh, man. So a whole lot of Rapalus Ivanowskis in the transfer yeah. portal. Yep. So at the same time. He might time, still be playing somewhere, though. I don't know. At the same time, um, how are you going to get massively better right. with a team that, you know, I mean, John Newman has said he's going to come back. I think David Julius is going to come back. Right. Everybody else is scheduled to come back. What so about I, the people that are good, scheduled to come back that you don't want coming back? Well, that's the thing. How do you handle that? That's the question. Yeah. So you're looking for continuity after years of instability. At the same time, continuity well, is probably not going to add up to a very good team next year. The problem with their team, Mo, is like there are some teams where you're like, you know what, these guys, another year – in the system, no. it's like no. you see the guys, and it's like I don't really know if they've got more of a ceiling. Is it's, Micah Adams Woods going to be an, right an appreciably better? I player? do think I do think Saunders can develop more of an outside shot and be dangerous. But yeah, there's there's not that like the Gary Clark right that you see and you say, man, he's good, but he can be really good. It feels like a lot of the players they have are kind of what they are. Gary Clark, as a freshman, was a great defensive player, right? And he was a guy who didn't do anything he couldn't do. Mikey Saunders might develop an outside shot. I'm still looking for a guy that can control the game a little bit more frequently. And and not that these guys are bad players, but you're right. I mean, what's the ceiling for Jeremiah Davenport? Right. What's the ceiling there? Is he close to it? Yep. Is it really that much higher than he is? And so now you need this influx of talent from younger guys, and you're going to ask them to carry your team next year? Yeah. And it'd be appreciably better? Uh. UC's Houston tonight. Xavier, we'll talk about them tomorrow. Spring ball. 
very yes. quickly coming up starting Saturday. Yeah. Are you going to be teaching the quarterbacks how to call plays in the huddle? No. Because what I just heard from no. you. No. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah. Red Wright, uh, Jen Moak. Uh, wanna... Pretty much how I called it in Carolina as well. <laughs> that was pretty. That was honestly, Tony, I was embarrassed. With that much conviction. Okay, guys. Huddle. Here we yeah. go. All right. Uh, laser We're going to go triple gel. option. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> You just pull up a play sheet here and just try to read something off. But cross dig out, yeah. okay. Mo- <laughs> Someone, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Spring ball, yes. Uh, spring, spring ball. ball mm-hmm. Outside of the obvious question, Mo, which is the quarterback battle that takes place, what is a uh, another interesting storyline that you're watching? Because it feels like this team has a lot to accomplish this year in spring ball. You're losing two of the best corners in college football. Mm-hmm. Can this defense continue to play at a really high level with the guys you're losing there? Right. Can Mike Trestle? Who last year was pretty much said just put the car in neutral. Mm-hmm. Don't don't change what anything. What does his up. defense look like? What does his defense look like now? Yeah, have they have they fixed the kicking game? Great question. A great question. That's what I want to know. I mean, they brought this dude in late in the year. We, yeah. were, we were joking about sneak him in a uniform for the AAC title game and for the bowl game. Um, do you think they're going to be picked to win the league? Do you think they should be picked to win the league? I. I still do because I think they're the talent that they have. Yeah. I still think they should be is, picked to finish first in the American Athletic Conference. Yep. Obviously, you know, you can finish first and then you got to win the conference championship game. Like, I, I still think we should be talking about that as the season gets closer. I, agree. I really do think that that's where they need to be. Uh, lastly, it feels like that over the, the last few hours there has been some sort of progress in baseball. Yesterday mm-hmm. was the deadline. They yeah. they pushed the deadline to later today. Mm. Do you think that means they get something done today? I think they're going to get something done. I don't know that it's going to be today, but it does feel like there's growing momentum taking us closer to a deal, and that's a good thing. And then let's say a deal gets done over the next day or two. Mm-hmm. And I could certainly see a scenario in which they're close and they kick it to tomorrow and then a deal gets done tomorrow. And then if a deal's not done by tomorrow, okay, well, then you're four weeks away from opening day. What is spring training going to look like? But then it's going to ignite this, like, 72-hour burst of free agency activity. Right. Are the Cincinnati Reds going to be involved at all? <laughs> yeah, that's, probably, a, that's funny. Probably not. That's but, funny. Um, yeah, it does it, – it feels like the people who cover this closely are much more optimistic now cool. than they were 24 hours ago. Yeah, yesterday was a – How do you feel about expanded postseason? Whatever. Not a fan. Whatever. Not a fan. Maybe I mean, it helps the is, Reds. Six is – but it doesn't. But it might help Austin's hot take from last it, it, week. What's, what was the hot take? Oh, you missed that. Oh, yeah, I did. Austin claimed last <laughs> week – buckle in mm-hmm. – that David Bell is set up for more success over the next five years than Luke Fickle. How? I didn't say, I don't think setup was the word. How? Well, what was it, Austin? More likely to succeed over the next five (laughs) to ten years. Are you out of your mind? David Bell over Luke Fickle. And I, do we we want to get into this? Yeah. I mean. I said that because, A, the question marks surrounding whether or not he will be the head coach moving forward because what, what question exactly? Because you never know. Every year we're going to ask the questions. Is he going to another school or is he going to the NFL? Yeah. Oh. And okay. we're going to year six, okay? And yes, I understand that. New extension. And uh-huh. The college football playoff is still going to be at four teams until 2026. Uh-huh. Still have a couple of years until so, you get so, to the. So making the playoff yeah. constitutes success? That's what I asked Austin. That's, so I that's said, Austin. My, ultimately, that's my question. What is the standard of success? For UC football moving forward. Win your conference championship every single year. And then what would be the standard of success for David Bell to overtake Luke Fickle? 
Make um, the playoffs. Make a wild card. Score a run in a playoff game. We said we said win a playoff series. Win a, yeah, not a wild a, card. A series. A series. Yeah. Advance in the postseason. Advance in the postseason. David Bell does not pick the players. Luke Fickle does. Your guy, the master back there, da- David, said that David Bell will have more success over the next five to ten years than and Luke ultimately, Fickle. Ultimately, the bigger question: in what, in what job? I mean, the, are we sure he's going to be the Reds' manager in 2023? The, are we sure Luke Fickle's going to be the coach next year? <laughs> he's going to be a coach of a football team. Yes, Luke. We're Fickle. talking about UC football and the Reds. Uh huh. Yeah, UC football is better positioned for success than the Reds are right now. And ultimately, I. The bigger question was which of the three Cincinnati sports coaches that got extensions is best set up to succeed over the next five to ten years. Let's see what, what happened to David everybody Bell's team. Everybody said Zach Taylor. Yes. Okay. And then yes. everybody generally said Luke Fickle as number two. Yes. I and just said no. The, I took the path less traveled. I said I don't necessarily hate the idea of maybe the Reds win a playoff series. I would love that if that happened. Can you explain? Yeah. Well, I mean, first and of I all- also I also went along with the fact that I was during this past football season. It felt to me, from fans, listeners, callers, everyone, that the standard of success for UC football moving forward was consistently making it to the college football playoff. That's absurd. I, no. I agree with that. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that's what Winning I'm trying the American to Athletic out. Conference and position yourself to be in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Yeah, you can control that. At the end of the day, you have to have everything. Right now, where UC is positioned, you have to have everything fall into place. You have to go undefeated mm-hmm. and then hope some stuff happens around you. The part Correct. that Luke Fickle can control is winning a conference championship. David Bell has no control over his roster. He works for an owner that just decided we have to reallocate uh, funds and mm-hmm. reallocate mm-hmm. payroll. He works for a general manager who I think is maybe slightly in over his head. Um, he has massive questions on his roster this year. Is that Eugenio Suarez any good? Is Mike Moustakis any good? Can Joey Votto continue to stave off Father Time approaching the age of 39? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and look, I think the Reds have a chance to be okay this year. Uh, because the starting pitching should still be pretty good. By the way, this idea that the expanded postseason helps small market teams is a fallacy. Yeah. The expanded postseason is a safety net for large market teams. Do you think the L.A. Dodgers are ever going to finish out of the top seven in the National League? Do you think the New York Yankees are ever going to finish out of the top seven in the American League? No. This is not a boost for small market teams. It is a safety net for large yeah. market teams to still make the postseason and – it is encouraging small market teams to not spend yeah. to build 100-win teams. The, the, I said this on the show yesterday. Here's what I don't understand. Every time baseball adds postseason teams, going back to 1994, I'm told how it's going to build interest. And then over the last three decades, what has happened to baseball? People are losing interest. You're getting the exact opposite effect of what you're saying you're trying to do with added postseason teams. We're adding bad teams to the playoffs. Yep. How is that good for your sport? By the way, a postseason game used to matter, used to mean something. Now we're adding more. This is a terrible idea, and I know we're stuck with it. We're going to either have six if the players get their way or seven if the owners get their way. Either is awful. Mm -hmm. Awful. But, hey, 
David Bell set up for success because the Reds can yep. win 83 games, get into the postseason, win a best of three series, and Austin what happens. will be proven correct. You and I miss a day, and Austin just says it's David Bell's time. Before we get to locks, how about this? Let me let me let me go here. Yeah. How about gun two spear right? Twenty five bucks. <laughs> Five fourteen slammer. Quick screen. Rambo. Yeah. Twenty four buck double slant. Alert, 27 straight. Let's go. Do it again. Do it again. We got to go. You said it with a little bit more emphasis than the the first time you looked like you were reading a a menu. Well, yeah. That time I just looked at a play sheet. Okay, good. So we're good. Locks of the night. You got to repeat that. Locks of the night. The play clock's running. Yeah, we're done. Delay a game. Shocker. Coach has got to call a timeout. What was that style of offense you guys ran in Carolina? Crap. Check them out anytime at CincyShirts.com. And follow them on Twitter at The one where Tony watches it. Hey, you know what I hated most is charting those long plays. Because <laughs> you want to talk about the quarterback I had to do. I got to get all that right written down and then write the defense. And then I don't get a break. Mo, we had some help today. Well, I had some help because mm-hmm. uh, our guy, uh, our Jed Musi, tweeted, uh, mm-hmm. tweeted at us. And I actually had some buddies earlier in the day sent me this as well. This Oakland game tonight. Yeah. Oakland's a 23-point favorite versus IUPUI. IUPUI has five players available, mm-hmm. and one is playing through injury. Yeah, Not all of them are scholarship players. Mm-hmm. How can you not take 23 with Oakland? IUPUI is 3-25. and 25. Okay, well, let's ask some questions. Number one, is Oakland good against the spread? Mm. Not really, 15-14. and 14. Number mm. two, what does Oakland have to do after Tuesday? They've got to play a game on Thursday mm. in a road environment, wow. right? Because this is a conference tournament. I don't think it's as easy as looking at IUPUI with their Ooh-wee five pooey. players, including the one guy hurt, and laying the 23. Remember, you're playing a number, not a team. Oakland did not get a bye in the conference tournament because they're not great, and they're not great against the spread. So what mm. are we going to target? Let's target the posted total. There it is. 126.5. First of all, you have an Oakland team that plays slow. They're not a team that maximizes possessions. If the slower you play, the lower the posted total mm. is likely to be. So you have a team that plays slow. You have a team that's probably going to put IUPUI away early, and then Greg Campy, the coach, going to try to get ready for Thursday night. I'm not going to touch the number. I am going to go under the 126 and a half. I like that. Is that all you got? No. I also like Villanova tonight, <laughs> first half. Uh, first half number, minus five and a half. Uh, Providence wins the league, but let's look at their last five games. OT win against DePaul. Tough game against Villanova. OT win against Butler. Three overtime marathon against Xavier in which the roof was leaking. Yeah. A win over Creighton on Saturday that ended with like the entire state of Rhode Island rushing the floor. I think Ed Cooley's team is spent. I think Villanova takes advantage in the first half. They cover five and a half in the first half. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think Kentucky is the third best team in college basketball. I know they've lost two out of four. This is not the time to jump off the bandwagon. I think they're healthy tonight. Ole Miss, Kermit Davis. I don't know if he's going to get fired or not, but he probably should. Kentucky's got to cover 17. I'm going to zig. Everyone else is going to zag. This season, Kentucky has been a favorite of 10 or more at home. Ten times. They've only mm. covered once. Only mm. covered once. Mm. Um, I think they show out in a big way for their home finale. Cover 17 easy Love against it. Ole Miss. I got Kentucky covering tonight. That's why I wore this today. And there's also something I like to do with home dogs. Mm. I like when they howl. <laughs> that is not that the is not howl I was I thinking of. Sure. What, what, what that was that? Is Can you not... play that again? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I like the Badgers tonight. At home. It's a sound. Plus three. It's a sound you're going to hear at Mardi Gras tonight. <laughs> Wisconsin plus three. Kentucky. What is it again, Austin? 17. Give it to me. 
You're going to hear this all throughout Covington this evening. <laughs> Followed by what? Was that a body hitting the floor? <laughs> Don't be scared, homie. Woo! Hey, are you going to a Taron Bland's big event on uh, Friday? I heard about that. Baddies, baddies on the Loose Part 1 at Mad Frog. Baddies on the Loose. Baddies on the Loose. I was probably going to actually wait till Part 2 comes Taren's out. Taron's been in the ones and twos while adult entertainment unfolds in front of you. Yeah. At Mad Frog, right uh, across the street from UC. Were you a big Mad Frog guy when no, you were UC student? No, I was uh, more of a Bogarts guy. Okay, but, uh, you know, I think <laughs> someone here should go and document the document event. this. No, not going to be me. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, master should head out there. And- Did we have good players or good chemistry? <laughs> we got a full another hour. What time's uh, Mardi Gras start? What's that sound? Look at him in there. <laughs> I like the banana phone. <laughs> we just can we sound out? Oh God! We had five hundred and nine beer cups. That's me. That might hit it tonight. That might hit it tonight. Can we get the Mardi Gras sound one more time before we go to break? <laughs> there it is. Austin at Mardi Gras beads. He's the for- jester. I heard. <laughs> Forget it. I mean, it's just going to be ridiculous. I heard he's the jester. He's the and, jester. Me and Giovanni Bernard. We're gonna. You guys are the jesters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's more relevant to Cincinnati right now? Austin wow. Elmore and Giovanni Bernard. I'm going wow. to Austin. I'm going to my man Master. How about this? Will he, will he be known as Master tonight? Uh, master of Ceremonies? Master Jester? Master Producer? Ew. <laughs> Cincy 360 will uh, be back for another hour on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. About Cincinnati from Cincinnati. This is ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. There it is. The start of hour number two, Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Was looking for Mo. Service of our friends at the Home Loan Expert. Mo is not here anymore. Mo is gone. Mo is sick. Sick, sick individual, sickly. Uh, we have uh, we have plenty more still to get to, including a uh, a preview of Cincinnati Bearcats spring ball getting set to uh, to take place and start on Saturday of this week. Tony, have we heard from the cowardly cousin Connor? The cowardly cousin Connor call in watch to Cincy three sixty. Mm-hmm. It's hour number two. Does he have the phone number? He's got the phone number, 513-749-1530. If you are listening and you do call in, when Austin picks up the phone and says ESPN 1530, please introduce yourself as please. cowardly cousin Connor. <laughs> please. We, and we, you know what? Let's just say this for anybody that calls into a radio station because this has been this has been bothering me lately. You know, when when you call into a radio station, they are going to ask you for your name and where you're calling from mm-hmm. and what you want to talk about. Yep. So, And when, that's not to be rude. That's so that you have information that you can put on this screen that correct. I know and the, when the I go point, to that call. The point is to do that quickly so that other callers can get through, so that the host gets information yeah. quickly. And I will say this, though. You and could so, be nicer. 
Uh, well, and so when I answer the phone, and it is in the various radio stations that I uh, in this building. How do you I normally say, answer the phone? I would say ESPN 1530, what's your name? Or I'll say Cincy 360, what's your name? Let's try something like this. And so when Hello, I this say, is ESPN 1530. How may I direct your call? <laughs> that's, that, that's No, that's incorrect. Hi, this is ESPN um, 1530. I hope you're having a great day. How can I help you? No, not at all. Hi, this is ESPN Again, 1530. Now, I hope your day's off to a great start. What do you want to talk about today? Now, early, earlier I told you about the importance of it being quick. Yeah. Going quickly. That's part of it. Yeah, if we've and, got 13 so calls doing, coming in, if we got one call, you could take a, a second to ask the caller how they their day's going. Do you want me to be honest? I don't care how their day's going. Wow. I care about getting them on the air. I do. So well, when I start taking start calls, I will. Phone calls then. Well, when I start taking calls, I'm going to ask them how their day's going. Okay, so Because anyways, that needs to be done. So get back on subject here when the the person screening the phone calls asks you what your name is mm. you should probably start by telling them your name not just going into whatever you want to talk about and i will say the callers on this radio station are very good about that mm -hmm. however in other places they struggle to fail they fail to grasp that concept and if you are one of those callers to this radio station we appreciate that and I'm going to open up the phone lines, Tony, because we're about to play a game here. Yep. And I want callers to be involved. But again, I want callers to call in and ask you a would you rather but question. But again, Connor, if you are listening and you call in, mm -hmm. you should introduce yourself as the cowardly cousin, cousin Connor, Connor calling in. Mm -hmm. With that being said, hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And Bearcat Spring Football in our next segment. It is time to get to our daily game. Today's game selected by Austin Elmore, will be what? Tony, it's time for a very special edition, Cincy 360 edition, brought to you by our friends at the Home Loan Expert, by the way, for Would You Rather? Now, this is a classic game. Very simple questions. You have two options. Would you rather A... Or would you rather be? Okay. All right. And we obviously want a sports twist okay. with this. But at the same time, you know, we wanna we wanna just shake things up a little bit. All right. It is the off season. Mardi Gras. Sort of. I'm looking at it's Fat Tuesday. I'm speaking of Fat Tuesday, I'm looking at a video of Mike McCarthy walking into the scouting combine. Mm. And uh here's its bulking season for coach. So would you rather, Tony? Be an MLB owner or an MLB player? Um, you know, I I take the side of the players, mm -hmm. but MLB owners got that B next to their name. Mm. I'm about that billions life. <laughs> You're about that billions life. Yeah, I'd rather be an owner because I would do things the right way. I'd take care of the players, mm -hmm. and I'd still make billions of dollars. Billions? Billions. Okay. Ownership. So... If you wouldn't rather be an MLB player, and this is something you can you have a little bit of experience with, yep. would you rather be an NFL player or an MLB player? 
MLB player. Mm. You know why? Why? There's something next to those MLB contracts that says guaranteed money. Mm. <laughs> Meaning if you sign a contract in MLB and you get hurt, guess what? Mm-hmm. You get your money. Wow. You know what happens in the NFL? You I sign a four-year have, deal. I may have struck a yeah. nerve. Sign here. a four-year deal. I think I struck you a get nerve. Hurt, guess what they owe you? What's Nothing. That? Nothing. They owe you nothing they take except all the your, guaranteed they money. Take all your Nike money. They too. take all my Nike money. I wish mm. I had some type of agent in my family that could work on my behalf to get that money back. Man, I he's think cowardly. I, I think I struck a nerve. He's there. cowardly. Tony, would you rather guaranteed money keep Jesse Bates and C.J. Uzama, oh. or completely rebuild the offensive line? You mean with like five players? Mm-hmm. Keep Jesse Bates and C.J. Uzama. Okay. I think the offensive line wow. can rebuilt can be rebuilt correctly with two to three good players. Okay. And like Pac-Man said, Ryan Jensen. Again, if you continue to reference him. Can we get Pac-Man will, on the show? No. All right. Tony, would you rather make the tournament and lose in the first round or miss the tournament altogether? And win the NIT? Do I get to win the NIT? No. Miss the tournament. All right. I'm so tired of first-round exits. You know why? Because it's like the Bengals' method for years, which was go 8-8, eight and eight, go 9-7, and seven, you get enough hope for next year, and then it never instills big change. When you miss the NCAA tournament, that instills change. Gotcha. Don't get me to the tournament and lose in the first round. I want change. Okay. Miss the tournament. Would you rather be able to sing oh boy. like the best singer of all time or would you rather be able to dunk like the best dunker of all time? Well, in my mind, I can already sing like the best singer of all time. Mm. I always did think it would be fun to be a Skywalker. Right. To just do whatever I wanted above the Now, rim. here's the difference between these two. If you're going to be able to sing, you're going to be able to do that for the majority of your life. Yeah. Dunking, you're done 35? Yeah. No. I'm about to turn 36. I can still dunk. Okay. But like... But I don't at, skywalk. At a high level, yeah, skywalking. Skywalk. You know, I would still go skywalking. Okay. What if it because was there's an, always a, what if it was an instrument? You could play the piano mm, like Beethoven. No. Nope. Or you could shred like uh, who's that one guitar player? No. Nope. Everybody always talks Prince. about Slash. Prince. That guy too. Prince is a heck of a guitar player. Because there's always going to be a night at Augie's where my shirt might come off and I'm able to think I can sing. <laughs> So I'll keep those, and I'll, I'll be able to skywalk. If you were beginning, if you were starting an NFL franchise today, yep, and you had your choice, would you start your franchise with Joe Burrow or Aaron Donald? Who would you rather have? Joe Burrow. Mm. It starts with quarterback. Aaron Donald was dominant in the Super Bowl. He won the MVP of the Super Bowl. If you were creating a basketball team. Yes, I do this often. Would you rather have, as head coach, Thad Mata oh my gosh. or Chris Mack? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Chris Mack? All right. I guess. I mean, hell, I don't know. I asked someone very important and very well-connected. Why'd you keep, why'd you keep Sean Miller? Because he sweats a lot? Well, I asked someone very well-connected with uh, that area, and they chose Thad Mata. Really? No, no hesitation. Over Chris Mack? Yeah. That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have a mullet for a year or be bald for six months? Oh, my gosh. I don't know how bald people survive. Give me a mullet. 
What's that supposed to mean? I mean, just what a terrible, terrible way to go about things. Okay. Bald. Mullet. Would you rather... <laughs> first of all, it's just rude. Oh. Um, would you rather sign Nick Castellanos... Oh. But know that it has to mean that you have to trade Luis Castillo to do it. Okay. Or let Castellanos walk and I'm, keep Castillo. I'm bringing... Castellanos back and trading Luis Castillo. Trade, yeah. See ya, Luis. I got Lodolo. I got Hunter Green ready to go. Goodbye, Luis Castillo. All right. So this is my final question. All right. And I want to give credit where credit is due. All this right. question was given to me by Rick Uchino. Ricky to ask you, Uchino. And this is my last question. So, but it's it, it doesn't have to be the last question. Five one three seven four nine fifteen thirty. We still have a couple minutes here. You can get your questions in to Anthony Pike. Would you rather have, for the rest of your life, the perfect 2009 UC football season mm. and all that has come with that over the course of your life mm. or a successful NFL career? <laughs> this well, is a great question from Rick Uchino. Well, the successful NFL career would make me a heck of a lot more money, but the 2009 season mm. allows you to live in infamy in this great city of cincinnati actually you know i missed a question that has to do with money so keep, keep going i would have one more i'll i'd, I'd give me a, give me 2009 2009 yep. over a successful nfl you career. know why because i'm a hometown guy yeah i grew up here why'd you switch up on the money thing now after the first couple of know. questions i grew up here yeah just means more just means more with your home U, with your uk quarter zip on homegrown yeah just local means more. talent yeah uh you know if i had if i had lived somewhere else and came in and played for four or five years and then yeah. left maybe but this is this is this is the city i call home okay the city i've called home my whole life I'm, I'm keeping that close to me so this is a question i accidentally skipped over go ahead Sydney kid would you rather <laughs> win twenty five thousand uh-huh. dollars or your best friend win a hundred thousand Man, uh, probably my best friend went a hundred grand. You don't mean that at all. Because I would trust that my best friend would your best want to friend, take care of me. Your family. Well, you know, my wife's my best friend. Yeah. So what's hers is mine. That's a cop-out answer. What's hers is mine. And me and your wife are best friends. Yeah. So. Um, you know what? I like to see others around me profit. Like Cowardly Cousin Connor? Cowardly Cousin Connor continues to confide mm. in his... He's hiding. So during the course of this Coffin. segment, you have changed your background to a photo of me playing football in high school. Yep. And this was me going up against the Trotwood Madison Rams. And yep. if I had to guess at the time, and, and you can find this, I'm going to retweet it right now. My dad tweeted this. Shout out to My dad, Phil, Phil tweeted these, uh, these photos at Tony and I. I what just happened retweeted to your arm? You I can, thought I had to wear a big cast. You can follow the – You can, well, this is actually kind of a sad story. You can follow at Audie Elmore, A-U-T-Y-E-L-M-O-R-E, at Tony underscore Pike 15 on Twitter. Uh, so right before my senior season of high school, I was playing out of my mind. It was very good defensive tackle. I was playing very well. Now, I am by no means was a high-quality football player, but I was playing well. And then the man to my left there in the number seven jersey goes by the name of Brian Taborn, a.k.a. B.T. Mm-hmm. And Thump. uh in a, a preseason scrimmage, the final preseason scrimmage before the start of my senior year, BT decided to come in and hit a player late that I had already wrapped up. Mm. And when he did that, he broke my arm. Mm. 
Um, I believe my ulna or something. I don't even know what it's called. How about that? You and I have something in common because that's what I broke. Broke my arm right before uh, the start of my senior season. So I finally came back. This is a game against Trotwood. We, the, I'm going up against number 76. Trotwood probably had 76 points on the board at yep. this point. Uh, it was ugly. But, yeah, Sydney Yellow Jackets right there, number 71. You and I just playing through injuries. Well, it's Cast just it tough up. guys, just tough dudes, man. Cast it do. up and go. The big 7-1. Now, the difference is you, uh, if I remember correctly, won a state championship. That was uh, basketball. Oh, okay. So you didn't win one in football? Nope. Okay. Made some good runs. My, I think my combined record in high school football mm. was something along the lines of four and like 30. Wasn't there a winless season in there? Yeah, there were two. So uh-huh. 0 and 20. Uh-huh. 0 and, I was like 4 and 26. Yeah. This might be school. my new favorite background picture. Yeah. It's, I mean, I like it better than the other hey, ones. Hey, uh, Phil, shout out to Phil Elmore. If you find any more of those, uh, please, uh, even if you don't want to tweet them out, just send them to my direct messages. You know what's actually funny? I will use these photos we have, throughout might, the year. I'll see if I can get a hold of it. I, as a gag gift in our uh, family Christmas. I might get this as a fathead for I those. Have, I have one of those. It's a really nice one of me in, in our black uniforms, mm. and I autographed it, as I call it. Wow. I autographed it, framed it, and put it in our family Christmas no. exchange. So I've, I can get a hold of that no. for you. See what I want? I want Put a, that down in your man cave. I want a fathead here in the studio. No. Thankfully, we have all these carpeted walls. So. No, I can I can get one in here. No. We'll find out. Let's get to a break. We Let's come back. Fat heads uh, if you have any other would you rather questions, Careful you can submit those uh, on uh on Twitter at Tony underscore Pike 15 or at Audie Elmore. There's a killer segment there. We're going to talk some UC spring football preview when we come back. And How about we you selling will... me out to Mo, by the way? What do you mean? About the David Bell thing. I just wanted you to be, you know, liable for your actions. You've been thinking about it. David Bell might be the guy. Um, we will also continue to put out the bat signal for the cowardly cousin of mine, Connor. Or do they not get uh, cell service in Nevada? Well, waiting for him to call in. Jeez. Pool guy must be running late today. No kidding. Cincy 360, service of our friends at the Home Loan Expert, continues on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station when we return. Hey, Alexa. Who's going to win it all? Miss an episode of Cincy 360? Hear every show at ESPN1530.com. Welcome back. Cincy 360 right here on ESPN 1530. Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our good friends at the Home Loan Expert. Plenty to get to on the uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats spring football extravaganza that starts this Saturday. A lot of questions for the Bearcats coming into 2022. Before we get to any of that, the bat signal has apparently worked. We have for days, days, we have been reaching out to the cowardly cousin that calls himself Connor. Mm. To call into Cincy 360. Can't call him a coward anymore. He's no longer a coward. Facing the music. Some would call him the courageous cousin. Mm. Connor is calling in right now. He's joining Cincy 360. I believe he's poolside right now. Connor, what's going on? (laughs) 
You know, I'm a, I'm a little bit disappointed that I couldn't at least get a uh, an Angel Ridge introduction from Arnold hey, at this point. Connor, at this point, I get the shortstop I get the shortstop report <laughs> instead of Angel Ridge, and that that says a lot. That really says a lot to me right now. You know, Connor, at this point, uh, Angel Ridge once a week, I'd be happy. Austin needs to step it up on that end. I'm glad that you. There it is. I'm glad that you've stepped it up, Connor. <laughs> there we go. Because we've been waiting for this call now, and you know, as as a lot of of us, you know, non behind the scenes baseball guys don't really know. You might have a little bit more of an understanding of what's really going on in Major League Baseball. Can you tell me this? Can you tell me are we closer than we have been at getting a deal done in Major League Baseball? With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, before we get to any of that, I I have to stop you right there because I was just going to bite my tongue, you know, listen to the show as as one of the many, I'm I'm sure, loyal listeners Mm, from all around the country. 78. But now make it seventy nine. Um, I frankly, after after hearing our number one, um, I, I mean, I I'm shocked. Uh, you know, Tone. I I personally didn't. You know, I, I certainly didn't think you were the brightest guy in the world. Um, but I, I mean, I mean, our number one was alarming, man. I, I mean, that there there's there's certainly reason. You know, uh, obviously we have we have our many arm injuries, but I, I can't imagine why a, an offensive coordinator who, by the way, went by the name of Jeff Davidson. Mm. The fact that you don't <laughs> yeah. know who your OC was, um, I think says a lot about the quarterback yeah. in the room one paying great. attention, um, for one. And, and, and my biggest gripe, my biggest gripe is going to be, if I ever, whether it's social media, the radio, whatever it may be, if I ever hear you say one more bad word about Brian Kelly, <laughs> I, I'm going to lose it. It, it, is, it is becoming abundantly clear that mm, Brian Kelly preach. gave you a life. I mean, he, he just well, gave you a life. When's he, the last quarterback he, Brian he Kelly's you, had? I mean, uh, apparently he just, you know, you know, uh-huh. had to hold your hand with where to go no. with the football. And Brian Kelly's so, still looking so, you know, for the next Tony Pike. Brian Kelly had to change his offense because the quarterback couldn't call the plays. One hundred percent. I mean, I, frankly, I think you have this radio show because of Brian Kelly. So I wow. think there should be more appreciation rather than than uh, than spite towards old. BK. So what what you're wanting is zero facts, gun to spear, five fourteen slammer, well, quick screen left, cringe we, x go. We both know your we cringe. Both, we both know you're reading off a computer right now. Definitely just read that. that off of a computer. Hey. Real quick, in, in your line of business as well, before I get to the baseball side of things, is there anything you can do to help me recruit some of the Nike money that I lost back in 2010? Recruit or recoup? Recoup is what I said. <laughs> it sounded like you said recruit, so I'm just making sure you're saying recoup. Yeah, I'm looking um, to recoup no, some I, money. I, I am, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I, I, I certainly can't make any guarantees, but I'm pretty confident um, that uh, sixth-round Nike money isn't guaranteed. So uh, oh. I, I don't think All we're right. going to get any of that back. All right. How about you give me a guarantee? Can you guarantee me <laughs> that Major League Baseball is back by opening day? Uh, no, I, I can't mm. guarantee you that. Um, I think 
I think yesterday and, and what probably uh, snowballed this to, to start with was you saying there's not enough urgency. And I told you there would be urgency once <laughs> players feel like they're starting to lose things. And then within 24 hours, the owners and the union met until about 3 a.m. So if that's not urgency, I don't know what it is. So I'd like an apology for that first off. Yeah. Um, but but really, I mean, uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, uh, nobody really knows. I mean, we get a little bit of information here and there about where things are at. But, um, you know, uh, Twitter does a really good job with, you know, all the different reporters that are kind of putting out different information. And, and some of it, you know, I'll be honest, I think a lot of it is probably, um, you know, smoke and mirrors from ownership where they're they're trying to make it seem like a deal is a lot closer than it probably actually is. So it looks like they're trying to play ball right. and everything's fair and it's good faith. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm certainly not in Jupiter right now. So, you know, I'm not in the room. I'm not privy to exactly what's going on and how close they are. I do think, um, you know, you look at some of the main sticking points that are that are really slowing this down throughout the process. Um, you know, the, the minimum salaries, uh, you know, there, there's definitely been some improvement on that. The, the pre-arb money, the bonus pools, you know, that kind of stuff is, has certainly um, – you know, seen some growth, seen some some benefits and stuff like that, where I really do truly believe that the big sticking point right now is the competitive balance tax and, you know, what teams are going to be able to spend and what those those taxes look like or what the surtax on different, you know, overspending ultimately looks like. And the real, you know, truthfully, the, the main bargaining chip that the union has is the size of the playoffs. You know, ownership yep. obviously wants 14. They at least want up from 12. And, and that's really the only give and take that the players are going to have to in turn, you know, get these different, um, you know, salary requests, you know, semi met for the most part. So do I have a guarantee that it's going to be done by today by 5 p.m.? No. Um, do I think they're close enough now that any of these hard line deadlines are, are really going to, you know, expire and they're going to say, well, March 31st is off the table. Now we're talking about, you know, I don't think that's true either. I think it's a, a fluid situation and they self-impose these deadlines early enough to get to the point where there's actually some urgency to get it done with enough time to, you know, get the next couple of weeks of spring training rolling. And frankly, the, the biggest windfall of all of this is going to be the minute there is an agreement, you know, we're talking hundreds of, of free agents yep. still available that have to be signed. So that's really what I, I think is going to be, um, it's going to be a wild couple of days. It's, it's, you know, from, from my end, it's going to be a fun couple of days um, with, with all the movement that's, you know, potentially going to transpire. But um, as far as the actual deal getting done, um, what you see on on social media is, is pretty much what everybody sees at this point. Well, I'm I'm assuming that that in between the pool guy coming out and you probably got to get 18 to 36 holes of golf in today. I don't want to keep you for too much longer. Let me let me ask you this though, because you you and I do agree <laughs> on one of these major factors. And Mo Egger brought this up yesterday, and and I just want to get your your two cents on this before I let you go. This is something that the owners didn't have to do they decided to do this they didn't have to do this because i think a lot of people that don't really understand what's going on is saying that well the players are just as much at fault and and the owners and play they got to come to the owners chose to impose this this lockout the owners chose for this work stoppage is that correct 100 percent um you know the 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 previous language of the um, of the cba allowed um, you know, there, the, the negotiation of a future CBA would not prevent the start of a new season just because a uh, current negotiation was going on. So if the lockout ha- would not have happened on December 2nd, we would be playing this season under the previous CBA's rules until a new one was negotiated. So when people are saying there's no baseball because it's the player's fault and, and they're you know, equally culpable in this, that's just not true because the players were willing to operate under the rules of just last season – 
um, for this spring training and going into this season. And the, the ownership prevented that happening by instituting the lockout. So 100% it, it, it was that we're in the position we're in now because ownership decided to do that lockout. Now at the same time, you know, there are, there are two sides to, to every spectrum. You know, they, they, um, the owners run the league and, you know, it is a business and, and many, many, many of the owners operate completely as a business. You know, they're not worried about winning baseball games or anything like that. So there, there certainly are two, two stances to it. You know, we, we could probably get baseball back quickly if the players just, you know, accepted whatever, you know, was offered to them. But, you know, there, there are a lot of things that have, you know, changed over the last five years, the last 10 years, last 15 years within major league baseball to where, you know, it's not necessarily um, trying to get everything back and create, you know, the most powerful, you know, union in sports like it was in, in years ago. But at the same time, trying to get back to, you know, what is deemed as fair, you know, revenues are through the roof, even with, you know, the COVID and, and everything that's gone on the past couple of years. Um, but player salaries and, and all that kind of stuff hasn't really um, adjusted accordingly. I mean, I think one of the best examples you can give is, you know, Corbin Burns wins the Cy Young last year for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he made $600,000. Right. And you know, sure, sure, it's easy to say, you know, well, he, you know, someone uh, uh, negotiated an agreement or a contract with the Brewers and they came to that agreement and he outperformed his contract. But that's not how it works. You know, Major League Baseball owns the rights. There's an antitrust exemption within the Supreme Court that they set these arbitrary rules based on control over a player where Corbin Burns and his representatives didn't negotiate $600,000 with the Brewers. They were told, that's what you're getting this year, and if you disagree, we'll give you 570 because right. that's what we can do. We can unilaterally renew your rookie contract. So that's what this is about. It's not about, you know, ever, I, I hear millionaires versus billionaires thrown out over and over and over again, but over half the league, the majority of the league is on rookie pay scales, which last year was $570,000. Now, that's prorated. So if I'm up for the full season pitching for the Reds, yes, I'm going to make $570,000 on that deal. But if I'm being shuttled back and forth or my service time is being manipulated because they want to control my rights for an extra year, I'm making $570,000 divided by each league day. So you see, you know, $570,000, all these people, you know, I'd gladly pay for less than that. I mean, these are the 1% of the 1% right. of the 1% at their profession. So if you're giving ownership the, the, the unilateral ability to just send a guy down and they're not getting that $570,000, let alone what their free market value is, you know, uh, in last year's draft, you had Steve Cohen of the Mets come out and say, you know, with the, the Coomer Rocker deal and, and them not paying the full slot value for the draft pick, he even came out and said that draft picks are worth roughly 10 times their slot value on the open market. So there's just all these, these institutional disadvantages for the player based on these antitrust exemptions and these rules that are set up to where players aren't trying to get rich and, and play three years and retire. They're just trying to get what's, you know, proportionally responsible from, you know, the ownership to the players and, and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, knowing that that the Atlanta Braves did win the World Series last year, and the Atlanta Braves uh, Dansby Swanson does play for the Braves, was it bittersweet for you because you actually did strike out Dansby Swanson <laughs> in your collegiate career at Evansville? You know, was that mm. tough for you, or you were know, you happy for him? You know, you know, Tony, it, it's kind of one of those things. That it's just like you know, just the the, the beaver pelts or the trophies on the wall. They just mm. you know they kind of get lost in the shuffle. There, there's yep. a lot of tickets so that many have been punched them. over the over the years, and and you just kind of you know you forget about it at this point. I just wonder if it has to be bittersweet for you because you you can't beat your 35 year old cousin in golf, but you can strike out Dansby Swanson at any time. So get some more rounds in, and and maybe when you're back to Cincinnati, Connor. We will uh, we'll play some golf and uh, surely do appreciate you transforming from uh, cowardly cousin Connor to courageous 
cousin Connor today and spending some time with us. That that is no problem. I, I do want the listeners to know that that last line was a complete lie. That that does not happen on the golf course. So Wait a second. I have a that. I have a question Uh-oh. here. So, are you wondering why Connor's not representing me yet? Yes, that's a great question. Well, you talked extensively last year about your ability to get a hit <laughs> off of uh, Wade Miley. Yes, and I've just been informed that Connor struck out Dansby Swanson. Yes. So if Connor takes the hill right now, you're in the box. Yes. How's that at bat ending? I'm sitting all over that off speed because I know he can't throw a fastball by me. <laughs> well, Austin, there is a there's there's we're probably approaching double digit arm surgeries between that 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 combination right there. So who's ever watching who's ever watching it is the real loser in that matchup. <laughs> Connor, hey, appreciate your time. Uh, Look, uh, you know, I'd, I'd go with the extra large. Make sure it's an in-ground pool and make sure you have a diving board. <laughs> wow. All right, man. Well, you know, the, the only thing I ask from the two of you is, is you know, just I, I, don't want, I don't want my name dragged through the mud. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll leave it at that. You have called in, so your name will no longer be drug. Jeff, Jeff Davidson, Tom. Jeff Davidson. Yeah. Just keep calling in once we'll a week until we get later. a deal. Huge fan of Jeff Davidson. Miss his time there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Connor. How about Connor? Man. Stepping up to the plate. I'll tell you what. What you need to do right now, mm-hmm. clip that, send yeah. it to Mo, yeah. send it to Lance, send it to every outlet yeah. that needs to know what's going on in baseball right now because yep. Connor just laid it out for us yep. completely. Yep. More so than what you get from Jeff Pass and more so than what you get from any other coverage out there. Yep. The 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 curtain was just pulled back here on Cincy 360. Onions peeled back. Onions. Curtains Onions. peeled Onions. back. Tell you what. Connor Gilligan struck out Dansby Swanson at you, Evansville. You, me, our listeners, all smarter for having heard that conversation. Connor struck out Dansby Swanson. Connor has never beaten me on an 18-hole golf course. Never? I would put that on anything. Wow. I don't I'd put that on you. my children. I don't believe you at all. Put it on my children. Okay. The guy golfs more than anything now. Shoe He's boxes. never, never beat me on an 18-hole golf course. Okay. Good With that know. being said, you know, this is sometimes how this goes, Austin. This is live radio. Yes, it is. We don't know when people are going to call in. We don't know what segments are going to be. That's correct. So what we have to do is we've got to take this segment that we had on Bearcat football and their spring preview, and we're uh-huh. just going to push that to tomorrow. Okay. So now we have something else for tomorrow, along with Bobby Nightingale, mm-hmm. who will probably want to listen to what Connor just had to say. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I love Bobby Nightingale Jr. He's very good at what he does. Going to be difficult for him yeah. to follow up that performance. Send that to Mo. Send it to Lance. Mm-hmm. Get it around the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe someone from the Reds was listening. Could be. Maybe Rob Manfred was listening to that. I know they have it playing at the uh, coffee shop there in Jupiter. Figure it out, on. Rob. Figure it out. Mm. Rob Chudzinski. <laughs> I was talking about Manfred. Oh. Jeff Davidson, <laughs> box of chocolates. Who? When we come back, Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Some cost information. Cincy 360 continues on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. There, I turned your mic on. Jeez. So now you know it's not only just me that request Angel Ridge at different points of the year. I was just having a conversation about bumper music with my guy, Taron Bland. Yep. He's getting in here, getting set for uh, Mo Egger. Yep. And he says I should play uh, Future's March Madness 
as our one segment of bumper music. So be completely honest. Anything other than what you play is, is an upgrade. That is just not true. That is an absolute upgrade. Here's we a little have, uh, taste of March Madness. Tony, thoughts? I like it better. You like that better than Meek Mill's Blue Notes. I like it better. You're wrong. I like it better. Incorrect. You know, life comes at you fast, Austin. Show does, Tone. My uh, my wife's mother, my mother-in-law, is getting ready to uh, to land in Cincinnati. They they decided to, she decided to fly in for a couple days to to yeah. see the kids. Yeah. My wife's getting ready to to go pick her up from the airport. And uh-huh. I get a text from my wife. Tire is flat in the car. Oh. And not just flat. Is it in the car or on the on car? On the car. Okay. It looks like the tire was slit. Oh, boy. Now, I wouldn't think that someone would come slit a tire. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show you that really life comes at you fast. Yeah. Now. What, what was your offensive coordinator's name? Davidson? Jeff Davidson. Jeff Davidson. Maybe got people listening. Now, uh. Chudzinski? Now it might might have to be me going to get a new tire this afternoon. What about uh, maybe maybe Connor had something something to do with so, it? So instead of you know working some quarterbacks this afternoon, I'm going to head to the airport to mm. pick up my mother-in-law and then probably See, go. I, I thought that story was going in a very different direction. I mm. thought you were saying, hey, mother-in-law's in town. She offered to babysit tonight so Meredith and I can come to Mardi Gras uh, with you. But I guess that's not happening. It's not happening. It is in northern Kentucky, guys. Once you get the tire fixed, just swing by. <laughs> I got a couple tickets for you. It's a big night for you. It's a big night for everybody, man. I'm happy for it's you. For the kids. I'm happy for you. It's for the children. Can you uh can you tell that I was uh I was a little bit preoccupied at the start of that segment? Dealing no. with some, some no, stuff there. I you couldn't in my voice? No, I don't pay attention to you. Well, that's at all. good. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad. Uh, I do have you, some uh, some good some good news though, and that is that uh, the conversation with cousin Connor, yeah, posted to the podcast page. How about that? Quick hits and locks of the night posted to the podcast How page. How about that? You can find all of that and anything you may have missed at uh, ESPN fifteen thirty dot com. Just search podcast there, Cincy three sixty. You can also download the iHeartRadio app anywhere you get your podcasts. Cincy three sixty is available, and I got a couple other things here to to say as well. Please, do you know what else today is? Uh, today is. Tuesday. It's International Women's Day. Yes, it's the start of International Women's Month. Yeah. So how about this? We uh, we want to uh, just a reminder of all the the great female presence that we have here at at iHeart. Absolutely. We have uh, we have some great callers that call in, female mm-hmm. callers. Mm-hmm. We've got great females in our life. It's International Women's Day. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's just add in a little bit and give thanks. Yeah, I mean how about that. Th- that's you learn something new every day. You know that was big. That was that was very classy of you, Tony. Let's uh, round of applause for the women. Round of applause for the women. You're not clapping your hands, Tony. There you are. Now I got some even. Uh, to think you were kind of fake there for wow. a while. Wow, I got something else to tell you too, Austin. Please. You probably didn't know this because you don't okay. keep up with this type of stuff. Yeah. But there's something that's going down at Marge Shot Stadium tomorrow night at five o'clock. Uh, we got some college baseball action. Don't Bearcats we? home opener. Yeah. Against Ohio State. Ooh. Tomorrow, Marge tomorrow? Shot Stadium. You know I don't have to work tomorrow night. Hmm. What's that? A five o'clocker. Five o'clocker. Come on. Two dollar. Two dollar holla. To get in. 
$5 for general admission, $2 a season ticket holder, but $5 you can get in, get yourself some dogs, some drinks. Come on, come on, come on now. You see 26 and 69 and 2 all time against the Buckeyes. It's not good. Last time they met in 2019. Can you read that number again? Last time they met in 2019. What's Austin, the all time record? You're 20? only as good as your last game. <laughs> 2019, the Bearcats won that 9-5. to UC has won three. The last three, I'm Go sorry, Bucks. the last three matchups against Ohio State. Go Bucks! I will that? say, Marchot Stadium is a really good place to watch a baseball game. They, the, the Bearcats do a great job you know, with the baseball presentation there, number one. And the team is entertaining, number two. Um, but it's interesting you say that about, about Ohio State. I have a, a, a close friend of mine that is entering the um, – the the process of getting recruited um mm. as as a baseball player yeah and he has said that repeatedly time and time again with people he has met with coaches um people within you know college baseball they have told him you want to play college baseball do not go to ohio state no which is pretty interesting no i think that's pretty telling well scott Gugans has it going on at the university of cincinnati greg beals beals Three and four are the Buckeyes it's a beal, beal. this year. Maybe we'll put a little side wager on that mm, this not year. Interested. He is the uh, his uh, skyline at March Stadium. Three twenty-five and two fifty-eight is Greg Beal's record as the coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. You think Luke Fickle would throw out the first pitch ceremonially? Ceremoniously, yeah. Hey, great show today. Cool. Thanks to uh, thanks to our guy Connor for calling in and is this a chicken some salad up. day. This was this was big time chicken salad, and we saved some stuff in the back pocket for we tomorrow. Almost had a chicken earlier. Yeah, thanks to uh, thanks to all of our callers, our listeners, our friends at Skyline Chili, Voke Energy, Cincy Shirts, the Home Loan Expert, and hopefully at some point maybe we get a tire discounter or some store that can help us and, and maybe help me with my good predicament news. That I got by going the way, you're going to keep hearing that Voke Energy call tonight. How about throughout that? The entire summer. How about very thankful that? for that. Thankful for them. Thankful for everyone that helps makes this show possible. We'll do it again tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your Tuesday afternoon. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Taco Tuesday. ESPN. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.